Good morning, MedVet listeners. This is Marcus coming at you guys from the Camera Social Studios out in Dallas, Texas. Today, we have a very special guest joining us today to talk about investments. Today's guest was brought to my attention from my mentor, Cliff Belvins of Vision Semiconductor Solutions, who was actually on the show a year ago from today to talk about overseas shipping and his experience as a military veteran. Today's guest is absolutely phenomenal, and I'm excited to have him on as we talk about the military mindset of investments. Since the information in this episode will be so rewarding and jam-packed with so much information, we decided to make it a two-part episode. The second part will be released on Wednesday at 1 p.m. So if you haven't already subscribed, make sure you do so so you don't miss out. Last but not least, unfortunately, Keith will not be joining us on this show because he has some other matters he had to take care of, so we decided to temporarily replace him with Tracy. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe and stay tuned for more. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. We are here today with Mark Monroe, the Dark Knight, the entrepreneur, investor, you know, and, and, and I definitely want to know how you got that name um, other than the people giving it to you. But I'm excited <laughs> for today. And thank, thanks, Mark, for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm really, really appreciative. And thank you. It's like it's going to be pretty awesome to rock with you today. For sure. For sure. So so if you don't mind, Mark, um, given a little back, background about yourself and um what, what you do and how you got into it. If, can you start by letting our listeners know that? Sure. Uh, so, hey, everybody. I'm Mark. Um, I am, well, pretty soon, I guess, I'm, uh, my, my life as a venture capitalist is winding down, coming to an end come June 15th. So depending on when you hear this, I will either be still a venture capitalist or not. <laughs> um, I started off investing at the age of nine, uh, by accident, <laughs> by, you know, my love for donuts ultimately led me into getting into the world of investing. Thanks to my grandfather and some of his buddies who taught me. I got to college. I went to Tuskegee University. Uh, my freshman year realized, I think I'm going to need a little bit more capital. This is this, this current landscape and this current system for me is just not going to work. Um, so pretty much I started trading uh, my freshman year in college in my dorm. And I think that was the first time that I've ever had the roller coaster emotion of being a trader. And I loved every minute of it. I mean, it, it, it sucked. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was terrible. Um, I, I experienced the highest of the highs and then the lowest of the lows all at once. But that right there for me just literally spawned the beginning for me to say, all right, well, you know, I can do this with a little bit more energy and a little bit more, you know, dedication and learning. And from there, trading pretty much got me through college, uh, paid for college, also got me to startup world uh, as being an entrepreneur and kept my tech company funded while we were trying to find funding. And that was a struggle. And then after the company got acquired, it really came back in full circle for me to literally also fund my VC career and getting everything up and going and investing in many of the great ideas that I've had the privilege of, you know, being a part of. And now 
it's like back to formula. The thing that's always been my baseline has been trading. So, uh, and investing. So for me, that's, that's, that's a little bit about me. I run, I'm, I run the come up series alongside with my co-host Joel NGC. And my goal is to just give knowledge away for free and then just allow folks to literally just build upon that knowledge and let that turn into tools for them to, you know, help the lives and enrich their families. Like I was uh, mentioning earlier, uh, before you even got onto this podcast, that I actually discovered, well, not discovered, but found out who Mark was um, as I was getting into trading. um, I I was watching the um, EYL series. Mm -hmm. And um, then I seen Mark's episode. I was like, man, this guy seems like he knows exactly what he's talking about. And then a friend of mine was like, man, I watch Mark all the time. He came up with this whole thing. It's like the, uh, the rolling fours. Yes. And so that's how I started watching Mark. I started getting more to the come up series and I started seeing some of the guests you guys have. And I was like, man, like, like they're literally just giving away the game. If you pay attention for free and, and they're really making a change. They have made a change in, in my life. So I'm really thankful that I'm actually here to able to speak to Mark today and help these veterans who are listening because it's, it's not, it's really, I mean, let, let me get into my background, right? So I joined the military. I was 18, you know, typical household. You know, you got to get out when you're 18. So I didn't know what to do. I knew I couldn't go to college. Um, so then when my mom said, hey, you got to join the military, I joined the military not even knowing what to do. I just know I was joining the military so I can eventually go to college in four years. I had no clue how it would work. Went to basic training. Hey, if you want to elect to do this, sign right here. So I'm like, all right. If you don't want to do this, don't sign. And I think it was maybe you would have to donate a monthly check up to like $1,200. And then once you once you reach that limit, you're good to go, right? I don't know how it works. But I do know that um, in the military, some people plan to spend their whole 20 years, right? Some people plan to do four and get out. Some You have to have a time goal. Some people go in with a job goal because they know what they want to do out. And some people just go in because they want to serve, no goals. <laughs> and that's okay, right? But what I'm, what the, the premise of today's conversation is, and what I want Mark to share, and I want everybody listening to understand is that if you go in without a goal or with goals or your time goal, investing is, is a huge way that can change your life in the military and outside of the military after the military. Because the worst thing to do whether you go in for 20 years or four years in the military is not to, to exit without a plan. <laughs> and I think that that holds true in anything you do in life, right? When you don't have a good exit strategy, you're literally setting yourself up for failure. I think it's really important too, for some of the listeners to understand that it's, it seems intimidating mm-hmm. finances because, you know, a lot of people who were born into certain economical spheres don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Our parents didn't have money. They couldn't teach us about money. They didn't know a lot about investing. Mm-hmm. So it looks like this huge mountain that it's just impossible to climb. And so we're so intimidated about it. You know, we work so hard just to save a little bit that we're almost scared in a sense to put something aside to try something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whereas if you take a step, you know, even if it's just something small with a, with a stock or a bond or a 401k, learn a little bit, learn a little bit more. And before you know it, your knowledge will grow. Yeah. You know, but I think that that's what's, you know, so wonderful about, you know, Mark's, you know, uh, videos. 
is that yeah. he breaks it down. I mean, you know, I've been listening to Marcus talk about how you break it down into such simple bite-sized chunks. You know that old adage, how to mm -hmm. eat an elephant? A yeah. bite at a time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. So I want to hear about this elephant. <laughs> hey, we're, we're here. I think we're going to definitely rock on. But you nailed it right on the head. You know, for me, it's like I wanted to make sure that the information and the knowledge for the people that hear the lessons and that the conversations are not taboo anymore. Mm -hmm. We're breaking down the barriers of, you know, hey, this is, I, I don't fit into this, or this isn't a world for me, you know, and really it is, you know, and to first part is helping folks realize that you played a part in, in this, in this game the entire time. It's just that, you know, people just never really like let you see like, okay, hey, this is the part that you played, but there's so many other parts in which that you could play. So um 100 no absolutely absolutely um so like when i was in the military they they offered me a 401k i never learned anything about that growing up so i stupid me i actually i was like i'm not interested you know and that, that was, <laughs> no seriously I, I'm, I'm ashamed to say that but you know you live and you learn right um well, you're living paycheck to paycheck and you basically say, hey, this money, why am I going to put it over here? It's mine. I want it. And that, and that's the mindset that a lot of people have still yeah. to this day. Right. So what what I guess what I would like to, to learn from you, Mark, is that yeah. as a individual considering going into the military, yeah. like, you know, my goal is I want to I want to go in. I want to try for 20 years. Okay. I, I don't really have I had never invested in stocks. and I'm curious to know what what would you what would you say would be the best suggestion as an individual who is joining the military for 20 years? What like a, it doesn't have to be a solid plan, right? But a good suggestion for someone that's fresh out of high school, joining the military, wants to make it 20 years of it, and they mm -hmm. have the time because I mean mm -hmm. we have the time to invest in the military, and we have the financial means. So what what would be a good game plan, suggestion, how you would go about it, Mark. And that's mm. a long-term game. If I had, if I, wait, if this was me playing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, just for the sake of it, which which Mark are we talking about? Are we talking about season Mark? Or are we talking about Mark early on in the prime? Let's talk, like, all right, let's talk about season Mark. Okay. <laughs> what, would be, what, would be, what would be the game you would give? <laughs> so the game that I would give, especially given in which that if you're starting in the military, mm -hmm and your your career is just getting ready to blossom i always say that the younger that you are the more risk that you can take mm -hmm. but as the older that you get the more risk that you should probably start removing off of your table um so that's the first thing that i would analyze first is you know how much risk am i willing to take like what's my risk appetite um and then first getting started if they know nothing about stock and, and it's kind of crazy because, you know, we've been teaching high school kids through the come up series this, you know, quote unquote semester. But one of the things that we've done there is just thinking about like, OK, hey, you know, you know, the companies and what they do already because of the fact that they already play a role in your life. Mm -hmm. So really start with the companies that literally play that key of a role in your everyday life and which that you never thought that you could live without. You know, those are the companies in which that first is like, you know what they do, you know what they're capable of. And then the question is, you know, now you have to put it into your mindset of not just the people on your block or in your community or even in your, you know, let's say within your class that is getting ready to become a part of, 
you know, going from basic training to say, for example, full-fledged military, but say, for example, like just the world, think about how many people around the world will experience the exact same thing that you experience for, let's say phones, like beforehand keys used to be something that you left your keys at home. (laughs) I got to go back and get my keys. You are now more afraid of leaving your phone at home or leaving your phone somewhere versus leaving your keys. Mm-hmm. And so to think about it, if you leave your key, if you leave your keys at home, you're like, okay, I could do it. I could probably like figure this out. Maybe like I have a window open or something. You leave your phone at home, you're a person without a country. Yeah. yeah. Like your, your <laughs> access to the entire world is done. So when we think about that, it's like, all right, well, that's probably a problem in which that many other people face. So that lets you know exactly how powerful such a phone is. Now you think about like most folks either use Android or or iPhone. Most folks here in the United States use iPhone. So if you put that into perspective, now you have a company that now sits on your mind and saying, okay, hey, that this company is quite valuable because of the fact that it's a major part of everything that's in my everyday life. It's an easy investment. And it's just... Starting off with those key pieces and then just the thirst of knowledge just to build more of just, you know, the, I always say ask the, the, the four questions. What does this company do? How does it have an impact into my life as well as in the impact of everybody else around the world? What are some of the cool things that they're working on for the future? And then, of course, what are the risks? Mm-hmm. If the risk column supersedes the other three, then it's not a good investment. If the risk column is completely a non-issue, non-factor versus the other three, then nine times out of 10, you found yourself a solid investment. And if you just think about it like that, where it's like, and then the other part is, is that now that you're in the military, thinking about your career over the next 20 years, you got to think about it like this. You're going to work hard, you know, giving your time and your service to your country. Should your money work just as hard as, as you do? Because if your money's not working as hard as you do, then ultimately by that time when that 20 years is up, yeah, you served, you, you've done all the necessary things, you've reached the accolades. But at the other part in time where it's like you want to go off and enjoy that without having to worry about everything else, that's where that, that money that was working just as hard as you were, that's where that's supposed to, that now it's time for that to kick in. If that's not something that's in your pure view, then ultimately you're doing yourself a huge disservice towards your future, as well as say, for example, your legacy in which that, you know, your children and your children's children that may follow, you're now like perpetuating a, a type of cycle in which that there's a non-investment. And the first investment that it starts with is ourselves. Mm. Mm. Hey, man, man, see, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, come on. <laughs> Well, you can't come change on. the future until you start somewhere. Absolutely. You know? Got to start somewhere. So, I mean, if you had any advice for, you know, the, the, the veterans that are listening today about your breakdown percentages of y- your spending, obviously, you know, if you want to create generational wealth, you've got to pay yourself first. Correct. What would you suggest for as far as an income, how much to put away, how much to invest? I mean, obviously, you know, it's subjective to things that yep. you put also, you know, I'd love for you to speak about lifestyle creep. I, I mean, <laughs> this is going to be interesting because I don't know if I may be the right person for this or not. <laughs> but, you know, like, for example, for me, I live pretty simple. I live pretty minimal. That's that's how I've constantly done. Now, of course, everybody has their vices minus tech. Hey, okay? there it is. But I, I look at it like this for me. 
I would literally say I, I created this thing called a 70-30. 100, out of the 100% of what you make, 70%, you should focus on trying to invest for the future and then live off of the 30%. Now, it's not going to say that you're going to just immediately just go in at, you know, I'm out of the 100% of what I make, you know, I'm just going to go immediately 70-30 because of the fact that, let's be real, you got bills, you got, you got a life. But now it's like I always I always start fo- with folks and saying, you know, when sitting down and having these conversations about money, look around your room and wherever you're sitting at. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, can we do some podcast magic? Dude, I love that. Uh, this is going to be crazy because this is podcast like magic in which that, you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. So when you look around, your, if you're sitting in your room or if you're sitting in a room or, an, or wherever you are, you know, look around and look at all the things in which that you purchase. Now ask yourself this, what value does it give me five years, 10 years, 20 years from now? If you can look at the room and see that none of these things in which that you have purchased give you any value that, and when I mean by value, I mean that build towards something in which that you can have later on without having to worry about all those bills. Um, then at that point in time, the question is, can you cut that? from can you cut that type of spending to literally start putting that towards your investment so that way once you made that investment later on five ten twenty years down the road your money your wealth looks completely different and so the way that it starts is is that that's why i say 70 for 70 percent of what you make should be invested now if you start off with 50 50 or 60 or 40 even 40 percent of what you make you invest that's still a great start even if you start off with 20% of what you make, that's still a great start because the thing is, is that you're doing it. You're actually getting into the forefront. And then when you start realizing the, the return of what your investments are starting to produce over time, every investor starts to say is, oh man, I wish I would have put more. <laughs> so then now you start to find more ways to say, all right, well, let me find other ways in which that I can cut my spending or cut the things in which that I don't need to pay for every month that are non-essential and essentially start putting that towards investment over that period of time, you start to realize that essentially that's how you're generating the wealth. And on top of that, when you've generated the wealth, because of the fact that you've developed that, that discipline within that process of that, like what, what I call the 70, 30 process, when it's time for you to do whatever it is that you want to do. So here's the thing. You live how most folks would never even think about living by doing that process. And then when in the time comes when you're ready to live how you want to live, you already have that discipline that you've already been able to establish. And the things in which that once were considered like I have to have no longer are in your peer view. So then essentially you can live off of the 30% and live pretty wealthy at the same time. So when you're tracking, you know, your investments over time, if you were to suggest uh, a couple of different apps that people install and we're back to the cell phone thing, we absolutely have to have it or we're a man without a country. (laughs) that you uh that you like to use something like mint or yeah so i mean there's apps like every dollar there's mint um i mean personally it's like you know for me it's like i also recommend that people even use like quicken for like their home like so that way you can manage your bill flow and everything else it gives you a report you know for me it's like it's a good way because of the fact that i you know i kind of run my life as a business so i think of my life as though as if i am a company And so for that, I'm able to track expenses, look at revenue that comes in. And then ultimately, I'm always trying to increase my profit margin. (laughs) That's the way that I, 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm always trying to increase my profit. I'm not like it's very rare that like it's very very rare that I'll take a loss for a quarter. Uh-huh. But I mean, for me, it's like I I really look at myself as a company, like Mark Monroe Inc. And the way that I do that is more revenue should be coming in versus expenses going out. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I try to keep a certain margin of saying, okay, hey, this should literally be like significantly eclipsing whatever it is that I'm spending. And, and so I think that, you know, using, like, I think I started off using an app like Mint, Mm -hmm. especially during startup time. Like it was very much so crucial because, you know, you're at the time I was probably being paid about maybe like, you know, $50,000 a year, but I was also investing and keeping my startup afloat. So that was probably about maybe like my investments were able to cover about 80, 95% of my startups like costs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, it was just like, all right, well, the money that I'm making needs to just go towards investing. It just, it just has to. Um, and so Mint was like one of my favorite apps when I first got started. I heard about every dollar later on. Um, but for me, it was definitely, I love Mint because of the fact that it's able to put everything together. And I like the reports. I'm a huge, I, I like uh, graphics. <laughs> I do too. I love all the charts and everything else. It shows you how you're spending, where it's going. I mean, it shows you the trend. Exactly. It does. It shows you the trend. It was my new favorite game once I discovered that, you know, <laughs> I mean, you could go out shopping or you could pull your phone out and go, look how much I'm worth now. <laughs> there you go. I think you me on to that, Tracy, because Tracy was the one actually let me Tracy was the one actually let me know about men. So definitely is a useful tool. And this is not a sponsored ad. No, not at all. There's tons of stuff. That's why I was yeah. asking to see if there was something else that you used. But um one one thing I want to I want to touch on is what you said, Mark. And what really uh, hits hits this home is discipline, right? You have to have that discipline. You have the discipline. If you don't have it, you're not. It's not going to work. But right. you also have to have the discipline, like you said, to put money aside yep. and know that I'm not using this. I'm saving it for the greater good, right? Yep. I think um, when I was in the military, time seems like it could go by slow. Four years, it's it, it damn near feels like twenty. So why would I want to yeah. be twenty, right? But <laughs> I mean. What sucks for me is that you feel like you're missing everything. So it's like, you know, you feel like you, you want to spend and do everything that you're missing, but you, you're not really missing anything. I mean, not, not at all. From the time that I joined, which was in 2008, until the time I got out in 2016, everything I felt like I missed was literally in the same position. The same position where it always was. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, man, had I really just took maybe even those little four years and invested something that I believed in long-term, I, I would have been happy with the outcome. You know what I mean? And, and there's no way I could have really lost. And that's with no knowledge, no mock, no, no Mark Monroe to help me out. No Tracy, <laughs> let me know what's going on. Like no, literally no knowledge. That's just like, Hey, I'm going to invest this compounding it quarterly. However I want to do it. I'm saving something. Right. And, and a lot of people in the military today still do not do that. Because yeah. they think it's too secure, they you know it's a guaranteed check, healthcare coverage, housing allowance. Like they just feel like it's, you know, the military will not let them down until the military lets them down. Yeah, and it happens. I mean, those government shutdowns. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it happens. 
I've and heard. I don't want I don't want to get too political, but I, I'm just my main goal with this podcast today, and hopefully it carries over to a lot of veterans and and current active military members, is that like you know you don't have to be fearful of investing, saving, and you, there's there's a way to learn. You know what I mean? And if if it's not learning on the come up series, do it your own due diligence, but learn from someone who knows what they're doing and take that advice and run with it because you can't lose. You really cannot lose. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing there is just, you know, you know, many times when we make our decisions, we make our decisions based upon, you know, Hey, I have to have it now as if what I need to go get, or what is then need to go spend money on as if it's not going to be there, mm -hmm. you know, expenses will forever be there. You know, the things in which that ultimately give us the temporary, you know, satisfaction will always be there. I mean, that's the whole point of temporary satisfaction. As soon as mm -hmm. you're satisfied here, it will come back around where it's like, okay, hey, I want to go get something else that's either similar or, you know, the exact same thing. And I think the biggest thing is, is that, you know, really, can you live today in which that, you know, ultimately let your life be the investment after you've reaped the benefits of the investing, you can live out the, your life is the living testament of the reward. Like, I think that that's where it comes down to. I mean, you're going to put in, you know, you know, you're going to give your life and time and service towards the military. You know, ultimately it's like, there's going to be tons of benefits there, mm -hmm. but at the same token, it's like, and shout outs to uh, Wall Street Trapper who says, if you let them feed you, you have to be okay with allowing them to starve you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that that's the military. I'm just saying that any, any, anything out there. Anything and it's just, it's just, a, it's just a testament call just to say that, okay, hey, you have to want to take, you have to be at the part where you have to take the initiative and be willing to take the initiative to say, okay, hey, I'm going to build this wealth. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be, I'm going to build this wealth. And I always tell people, what's the difference between being rich versus being wealthy? Riches can be taken, wealth is built. That's what it's going to take in order for the sacrifice of expenses, the sacrifices of temporary satisfaction and enjoyment of, of things in which that will fade. You do that. I mean, what does it cost? You put in 20 years of service into the military. You have the benefits. But then at the same token, you do sometimes think about like the bills in which that you still have to pay. Your child has to go to college and everything else. Now, say, for example, over those 20 years, you actually invested by dollar cost averaging, you know, bonds. Eh, I mean, the bond market has been significantly declining since, you know, 1982. But then there's other vehicles. Uh, but, you know, really the, the best wealth transfer that comes from the market is really stock. But then at the same token, there's this other thing called real estate in which that I know that you guys, you know, you have this wonderful thing called the VA, the VA, uh, which allows you to purchase a home. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. Use those tools to your, to your advancement in the sense of putting the money to buy stock and just continuously doing that month after month after month. Doesn't matter if the stock is up or if it's down, just make sure that it either pays a good dividend mm -hmm. or essentially make sure that essentially that it has a good long-term trajectory strategy. Options market, if you want to learn that, that's a whole not, that's for a whole nother day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, just really just make the necessary investments in the long term and just keep doing that. You'll look back and say, all right, well, I did all this. And then when you think about it, 20 years, that's a lifetime. Mm -hmm. When you think about it, like even like to put it into perspective, 10 years, that's like a that's almost a that's a generation right there. Yeah. You know, so when you think about whether you put in 20 years or 10 years, and when you think about the money that you put in over those months, 
you know me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. So I'm going to take, you know, 12 months out of the year and then multiply that times 10, that's 120 months times, let's say a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars appreciates to, let's say, let's say that you get a base of, let's say 400% over that 10 years, that's 60 grand. That's just from 60 grand over 10 years of investing into something dollar cost average or whatever it is, you know, 12 grand that was put in from a hundred dollars a month turned into 60 K that's not even including like, you know, that's 120 if you put it into perspective on a 20 year basis, but that's, that's just on the base level. You've seen those for anybody that understands what I'm saying. It's like, you've seen those, like, or heard, seen those articles of had you invested in this company 10 years ago, yeah, yep. <laughs> you'd be up, you know, 1400%. 1200%, you know, 4000%. That's where it really comes into perspective. So, like I said, it's like when you put it in when you put it really into perspective of, you know, hey, are you willing to make the necessary sacrifice to ultimately get there? The road is pretty clear. It's just a matter of just, you know, really just getting it done. I agree. Man, I I agree. Thank you for that, Mark. So, I want to and before we end this, um I would like to say that we all have fears and that that's that's quite all right, you know. Um, for a while, I, you know, I was fearful growing up of, of the leprechaun. I hated the leprechaun, but you know, as I got as I got older, I got I was I was fearful to actually discuss finances and to discuss my mistakes with individuals. Yep. And I think you know that that's that's a terrible fear to have um, because there's no way you can grow if you don't talk to the right people. That's correct. So don't be fearful of, 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 you know, missing out, of taking losses and, you know, not not investing in your 401k <laughs> when you were in the military, because, you, you know, you can start over and, and, and there's no there's nothing wrong with starting from scratch and just doing it all all over. But do it the right way. Do it with a plan. Don't be fearful about anything. Well, I'll speak on that. It's like, you know, for anybody that knows me from the day that I showed up on that episode, I guess that like, I guess got everybody's attention. I don't really talk about my wins very much. Mm -hmm. I like to talk about my losses. So that way it puts everything in perspective. My first trade that I made in college, I took my refund check from like, because that was my first student loan and my only student loan, thank God. But I took out like, you know, I had my refund check for the quarter or for the semester and I took $1,500 and then I put that into the market. This is my first trade. $1,500 went to $4,500. I'm like, shoot. Now, mind you, I'm 18, 18 year old college kid that just did the, you know, that just pulled the spectacular. He yeah. thinks he's walking on clouds. He's walking on water. And I got cocky and I learned a valuable lesson. Never let your cockiness supersede your talent. Mm. And so for me, I went from $4,500 to $15, just like that. And that was, now mind you, that wasn't stocks just for anybody that like, whoa, you did this in stock? No, that was not stock. Mm -hmm. um, it was a vehicle called options trading. And that's what I did to which I still do to this, to this day. But I, that's, that, that was the learning part. And then the other part that a lot of folks hear about from me is 2018, I took an $18.2 million loss trading. But it's like, the thing is, is that when a person says, oh, you, you took this, you took an $18 million loss. How is it that you're still standing? How is it that you're still able to walk? Well, again, I don't really talk about my wins, but if I'm able to literally take such a loss and still walk around with a smile on my face. I did a couple of things right. And I think the thing is, is that, you know, there's going to be moments in which that, you know, things are not going to go out. Uh, things are not going to go as planned and that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's just more so in the sense that the more you keep learning 
about investing and learning about also money, the value, the importance of money in the sense of it's a tool and understanding how the tool works and how is it that you can use it to your best advantage. The more that you start to see that the more you're learning from that, the more you start earning. Mm. I always believe and have found through the folks that I've mentored or I've had the opportunity to just teach, the more you learn, the more you earn. Because with the learning, we naturally, as just, you know, just us being people, we're always going to want to try to apply the knowledge in which that we've just learned. Mm -hmm. And so now you start applying that knowledge and then that knowledge starts to pay dividends and returns. So it's like, you're going to go through those moments in which that, you know, Hey, you're going to go through a period in which that things are down or like, you know, you, you, anybody that saw the market in 2020, you saw that the market was down, but then at the same token, if you stay the course and stay tried and true to your plan and what you're doing, you know, things happen temporarily, but in the long-term trajectory, all things go up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Mark, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Hey, and uh, real quick, Mark, so just so our listeners, if they want to uh, learn more about the Come Up series, you know, how, how to be a part of that, how, what, what do they have to do? Oh, I mean, it's easy. Just, you know, Google search the Come Up series or go to YouTube and look up the Come Up series. If you're on Instagram, you can find us at that Come Up series, you know, pretty much all one word uh, on Instagram. And then, of course, the Come Up series on YouTube. We're not that hard to find. And on top of that, you know, I would say start at the Getting Started or the, the Starter Pack just so that way you can get well acquainted. If you're more advanced than that, then, you know, just drop in and just check out some of the episodes. And of course, tell us what you think. We always want to make sure that the platform and the the content gets better. Our goal is to entertain you, but at the same token, you know, educate you. You just don't, you know, realize that you're being educated. You're more so. (laughs) If that's the case, then we're doing our job. All right. Thank you for listening to part one of this two-part series podcast with Mark Monroe on military investments. Tune in next week, Wednesday at 1 p.m. to listen to the part two. Thanks for listening.